Local stories are stories of God's grace at work in the lives of those who are part of local church St. Pete. We want to highlight his activity and celebrate his grace. Enjoy these stories. Hey, local church. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, all the fathers and the future fathers. All right, well, a little long, so bear with me. Uh, There's a million different things I could speak about that testify to the grace of God in my life. My amazing wife, my wonderful daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter, my two best friends who happen to be my sons, and even you guys, my local church. But for my local story, I settled on my testimony. I love hearing people's testimonies, to hear all the different ways and through all the different circumstances that God brings us to him. He's always there calling to us, waiting and wanting us to come to him and be saved. Whether we come right away or after many long years, God never quits on us. So that's what I'm going to share, my story of how God never quit making himself available to me through decades of hard-heartedness and self-deception until I was finally able to make the right choice, the choice of love and freedom. The truth is that I had a pretty easy time growing up. There was a divorce, but both my parents loved me and I knew it. Um, I have two great sisters and a great brother. I had lots of friends and family. My grandfather was a Methodist pastor, for crying out loud. (laughs) I went to church pretty regularly at least when I was little and when I wasn't fishing. Uh, But all in all, I was generally provided for very well and and well-loved. I had no real reason to go off the rails, but I did. We could spend days figuring out what led me down my paths of destruction, but it really just came to my being selfish and not wanting to live for Jesus. Even though most people would have told you I was the nicest guy in the world and would do anything for anyone, um, I was living for me and me alone. I didn't understand then that I could still be what society would call a good person and still lack the only thing that really matters. Accomplishments always came easily for me. Straight A's and senior class president, multiple colleges and multiple degrees, National Honor Society, extensive travel, wrote a book, never published, uh, and then marriage. I excelled almost without trying, but all the while, throughout all these accomplishments, I was completely saturated with drugs and alcohol. From about ages 13 to 31, there were very few days that drugs and alcohol didn't play a part. I never saw myself as an addict or anything like that, but for almost two decades, I was imprisoned by the very thing that I thought would set me free. I was achieving things that the world prized, and I was having experiences that the world envied, but it was all a lie. I was altering my reality into this blurry, surreal, empty dream of what I thought I wanted, but in the end, I could never truly fulfill my heart's desire. I wanted to make a difference in the world, to make my mark. I wanted to live a life like Ernest Hemingway or Jack Kerouac, Jim Morrison, or at least Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) I had this need to experience the fullness of life and leave a really loud legacy. Then years went by, kids came, and partying finally abated. The reality of future took on a whole new meaning. I was uh, mentally ready to become an adult at age 31. (laughs) (laughs) sort of scary Um, but my heart was still locked down in the basement of self-centeredness I got my stuff together started getting real jobs but none of it ever captured me like my previous life had believe it or not I was still longing for that false freedom that my old ways had promised I found myself simply going through the motions doing what I was supposed to do then my wife came to the Lord in a pretty radical way Um, she shared her local story a while back so hopefully you were able to hear it if not website and listen 
Um, the place we were when she found Jesus was a hard time for us, to say the least. Looking back, I know that he is the only reason we've stayed together. But even then, I knew it was good because I knew she needed the Lord. She was crazy. <laughs> I, of course, had it all together. But even then, I knew it was good because I knew she needed the Lord. Um, I can honestly say that I've been married only once, but have had two different wives. I was sincerely happy that she had this new, instantaneously stabilizing influence in her life. I knew it was all hogwash, of course, but I could see that it was performing what it had been performing for thousands of years. Religion, as far as I was concerned, was a tool that satiated the fears and anxieties of those who could not do it for themselves. It provided a sense of hope, even if it was just a self-induced coping mechanism created to alleviate otherwise irrepressible psychological constructs, negatively affecting one's ability to fully actualize into the world. (laughs) I understood what she was into. I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. I don't have an exact date when I came to know the Lord. I can't say that on November 3rd, 2006, God changed me forever. I wish I could. In fact, I'm a little jealous of those who have that blessing. But Jesus was patient with me, changing my heart from stone to flesh slowly You see, I came to Jesus kicking and screaming, fighting every inch, to hold on to the intangible vapor that was my notion of what life should be like. He, like always, was extremely gracious, using several people to persistently chip away at my defenses. One of those people was my beautiful wife, and boy did he use her to slowly wreck my world. I know it was Jesus working through my wife because of the supernatural patience she was able to maintain during this time. I would come home from work, and she'd be there reading her Bible as usual. Now, like I said, I was happy for her, but I didn't want want her to push it on me. I just wanted everything to be back to normal. Jesus had other plans, though. Because of my arrogance and my proclivity to argue, I couldn't resist the need to show her how silly it all was. Pride comes before the fall, right? But what I meant for evil, he used for good. So for the better part of the next year or so, when the mood struck, I would engage her. I would show her how irrational most of the Bible was. I would show her how most of it had already been refuted, leaving without any rational merit. I would try to explain how something can't be true if it relies on itself for its truth. The Bible used circular reasoning, so the power it claimed and the God it spoke about were only proven by its own pages. That doesn't work in the real world. The real world demanded empiricism, objective truth, and science. But do you know what God did? He gave her the grace enough to patiently and calmly always point me back to his word. You can imagine my frustration when after telling her how the Bible is not an acceptable proof for her beliefs, she would simply point me back to scripture. (laughs) It drove me nuts. (laughs) A strange thing eventually happened, though. Over time, I came to understand that this beautiful, calm lady who had once been my wild and crazy wife was standing firm on something that was rock solid to her. And slowly, my eyes could see and my ears could hear the truth with a capital T that was contained in those pages she read night and day. After spending over a decade creating my own worldview that encompassed everything and answered all the questions of the universe, I remember thinking that all I really did was rename the truths that were already contained in the Bible. I hadn't figured it all out after all. All I had done was attempt to reinvent his truth in my own imaginations and arrogantly differentiate it from what God has been saying all along. I slowly came to realize that I was not the center of the universe. And there was absolute truth, and it was both tangible and attainable. I began to see how inexplicably intertwined the stories of the teachings and the teachings of the Bible were, and there was simply no way humans could have ever written it with the complexities and the cohesiveness it contained. 
I saw that everything in it pointed to Jesus. I began to see how the truth was real. Within his pages was real and evident all around me every single day. I now saw myself as part of the beautiful story. I thought of the Bible I always carried when I was little, reading the same chapter over and over, having no clue what it meant. Well, I finally understood what it meant. My heart became compelled to place him at the center, where he belongs, and to stop trying to take his place. I realized it didn't matter how good of a person I was in the world's eyes, because I could never be good enough. The real standard against which my goodness was measured was the perfection of Jesus. It also became clear to me that it was my prime responsibility to lead my family in the ways of the Lord. It had always been my job to protect and to provide, but now I understood that if I wasn't doing it through the power of Jesus Christ, then I wasn't doing it at all. I couldn't protect them or provide for them in the way they really needed. Only he could. So after many years, I'm still working out my salvation with lots and lots of fear and trembling. But I know now that he's always with me. I'm still shooting for the center of the holiness target, most often missing, but now I know that it's the only target we're shooting at. I would be lying if I said that I don't have days that I long for that crazy, free, adventurous old life But now that emptiness that I was once blind to comes rushing forth to remind me of how the enemy almost had me. Okay, I guess I still wouldn't mind being a world-famous writer or a rock star poet. But now I know that following the Lord with my wife and children is is greater than anything I could have ever accomplished on my own. I fail every day. But now I know I fail within His grace, His mercy, and His forgiveness. Now I finally understand that for my heart's desires to be truly fulfilled... I must live for the one who died for me. And that's the only way I'll ever leave a legacy that can endure. Thanks.